With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Hammerdown Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report. Show number 171 for Thursday, March 18th. Scott Hammer, Jerry Keezer, Ron Miller with you once again. Hey, Mr. Bobby. Coming at you from the uh, Hammerdown Racing Report home studios. Hammerdown Racing Report presented by Oakshade Raceway. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Make sure to follow us there, like us there. Even if you don't like us, just click the like thing. It doesn't take that much effort. It's pretty easy to do. Uh, check out our uh, website. If you, walked out, if you walked outside today, you would, you'd never know that racing starts this weekend. No, no. And as you probably have noticed, Ron still has not gotten his internet fixed, but uh, <laughs> we're making it but work. We're, g- we're making it work. Uh, check out our website, hammerdownracerreport.com. All the information you need about the show is there. Jerry just left. I don't know where he went. I look down. I look up. He's I gone. Didn't go <laughs> I didn't go far. I promise. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to speak to uh, Organic Rex Lejeune, the uh, director of operations over there at Attica Raceway Park. As uh, Ron mentioned, uh, they are scheduled to start this weekend. A little bit different than originally scheduled. Uh, they were going to start Friday, but they've exercised the right to do their uh, to use the rain date of Saturday, which I think is a good move uh, given the the weather forecast. And uh, they moved around the times uh, as far as the start times have been moved up. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Also, uh, defending 410 sprint car champion Cap Henry will be joining us a little bit later and uh, talking about some new new, uh, new sponsorship stuff on his, uh, uh, his uh, sprint car there. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Want to thank Oakshade Raceway. <laughs> I don't know where I was going. Uh, we're the fastest meet to race. I had a long conversation last night with uh, Chrissy Hendricks of Oakshade Raceway. We'll talk about, uh, well, actually, there's not much to talk about. It, nothing that needs to go on, on this show, at least. Um, but I uh, asked about the schedule, because I'm sure that's what everybody's asking about. And, yes, I'm getting texts now because I forgot to start the scroll again. I was doing so good and forgot to scroll. Uh, but uh, everybody's asking about their schedule. Of course, the uh, opening nights, uh, April 24th. Still a lot of things up in the air with, with you know, the COVID stuff. So they're kind of taking their time with, with the schedule. But we'll be racing every Saturday night. We can tell you that. And it's probably going to be, for the most part, the, the same as it has been late model sportsmen, bombers. And, well, except for There'll you. one person missing. Yeah, except yeah. for you and the, <laughs> the compacts. And we'll talk about that later. I'll let you talk about that. Okay. All um, right. Also, I want to thank our other sponsors, and we're going to go into them in more detail. I'm going to spread out our sponsors throughout the show this week instead of throwing them all at you all at once. But uh, got to thank Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Mill Street Speedway, Big D's Pizza, and uh, we will have how many your chance to win a Big D's Pizza coming up a little bit later. We'll also have the results of uh, our Twitter poll this week, which was actually today because I was a little late putting that up. And, of course, Ron Miller Race Cars. 
And a hammer down hotline tonight too. Yay. We got that coming up. So a lot, lots <clears> going on. Uh, we'll get to Rex Lejeune here in uh, just a few moments. First, though, uh, we will get to our racing roundup with uh, with Jerry. So uh, a lot, lots going on, especially down in Bristol. Yeah, except for today, rained yeah, out today. Going. Yep, unfortunately the weather uh, sapping them out down there. Uh, but guys, still down there having a little fun. I had some of my buddies sending me some pictures and stuff. A great, great times having down there. So. Uh, let's get to it with the racing roundup for this week. World of Outlaws NASA Energy Drink Sprint Car Series were, was in action. Sheldon Hottenshield became the fifth different winner in as many races after a late race pass on Logan Shuhart at Magnolia Motor Speedway in Mississippi on Friday night. Action continued Saturday night at the Rev in Monroe, Louisiana. It was the first time since 2004 the World of Outlaws raced in Louisiana. The 30-lap feature had three different leaders, six official lead changes, and 13 total passes for the lead. David Gravel held on to earn his 59th career World of Outlaws win. Next up for the World of Outlaws sprint cars will be the Texas Two-Step at Cotton Bowl Speedway, Texas on March 19th and 20th. Bristol Dirt Nationals, as we talked about, were in action. Everybody in action this week. Monday night was rained out. On Tuesday, the 604 Crate Late Model feature winners were Austin Dillon in the three car, Kenny Ford and Oscar McCown. The open modified feature winners were Kyle Strickler, Michael Ashbury, and Richard Michael Jr., uh, Wednesday, the 602 Crate Late Model and Hornets features were postponed due to weather, but I will got to bring up the 602 Late Models on Tuesday because the winner of the feature first feature was a 12-year-old young man named Trey Mills, who uh, is actually the defending Alltech Speedway 604 Late Model track champion. So that young man's definitely got a, a bright future in dirt racing, whatever he decides to do. So congratulations to Trey Mills picking up the feature win. In the Arkham Menard Series, 18-year-old Ty Gibbs earned his ninth career Arkham Menard Series win Friday night in the General Tire 150 at Phoenix. Next up for the Arkham Menard Series is the General Tire 200 at Talladega on April 24th. In NASCAR action, Austin Sindrick dominated Saturday's Xfinity Series call 811 before you dig 200 at Phoenix Raceway. Martin Truex picked up the Cup Series win on Sunday in the Instacart 500. Next up for NASCAR, the Xfinity Series will be in action, the Echo Park 200 at Atlanta Motor Speedway on Saturday at 5 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Cup Series will be in action with the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 at Atlanta on Sunday at 3 p.m. on Fox. Other notable races going on. Greg Wilson picked up a feature win in the USCS 4th Annual Shoal Shootout at North Alabama Speedway on Saturday night. Rusty Schlenk went down to Southern Raceway in Florida and put his domination late model chassis in victory lane on Saturday night in the Southern All-Star Dirt Racing Series action. Colin Shipley also made the trip down there and finished seventh. So congratulations to Colin on a top 10 finish. And with that, that'll do it for this week's racing roundup. Thanks, Jerry. I want to thank Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced and they're manufactured right here in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100 for more information. And uh, I do believe uh, we have uh, Rex Lejeune of Attica Raceway Park on the phone. How's it going, Rex? Hey, pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, I'm assuming you're a pretty busy man. Uh, maybe not today, but uh, you're pretty busy getting ready for the the season opener this weekend. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff done this week and uh, went down today. And some of that I actually did. It's kind of a waste of time. I hung nine banners up on the back of the pit bleachers and. Uh, there's two left. <laughs> oh, geez. Hopefully you're able to get them back. Uh, they're, they're just, uh, the wind took care of them, so oh. we'll have to redo them either hopefully Saturday or, 
or get back on it next week. <laughs> well, before before we talk about uh, the the twenty twenty one race uh, season out there, let's uh, let's focus on uh, this weekend because uh, things have changed up. Originally scheduled for tomorrow night, but we you pushed it back to Saturday, which you know I think a good call given the weather conditions. Uh, uh, tell us uh, what's going on there. Yeah, uh, typically early in the season, uh, you know, for a lot of racetracks open up, uh, working with the Attica Fair Board uh, with their reception hall there, they have you know, a lot of weddings and so forth scheduled. But uh, early in the season, we're allowed to have uh, rain dates on Saturday, like I say, before a lot of racetracks open. So it allows us uh, two chances, uh, you know, on a weekend to get a race in. And, uh, you know, we had to go to that uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, tomorrow looks terrible. And uh, hopefully uh, the rain quit. We got a lot of rain today. Hopefully to quit uh pretty soon here and uh, we'll get some sun and some wind tomorrow It'll be kind of cold but maybe get some uh, you know sun and wind and dry things out and uh, get back on it uh, Saturday Saturday morning and get some further drying and uh, we're planning right now to open the gates up at 12:30 and racing at four o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday and be- besides that the same show everything you know four tens 305s late models uh, everything else is the same yep. excellent yep our, our strong you know three three uh division program that we run uh, each and every friday uh we'll we'll do that on saturday like you say with the uh, 410 sprints the 305 sprints and the ump dirt car late models now i know we we talk to you usually uh, right before the season every year and we are we're always amazed that uh you know you you schedule the racing so early uh in the season uh and usually you get snowed or rained out, but it looks like things are going to work out this, this year. I mean, what's the percentage of actually getting the start uh, when you have that first race scheduled over the years? Um, I would say out of the first three weekends, uh, usually we're, if we're fortunate to get one of them in, possibly two, um, we're, we're doing pretty good. Uh, of course, last year was a little bit different situation. We didn't start yeah. till June, but I believe the prior year we did actually get the opener on in and it was on the Saturday. So, uh, I say, you know, we, we schedule them early in the season because, you know, we kind of quit a little bit earlier than most racetracks of being a Friday night program. And, uh, you know, I say if uh, weather kind of cooperates a little bit, we'll be ready to go. And, uh, you know, we've hit them here, here and there. So like I say, it's, it's a, it's a crap shoot this time of year, but, uh, uh, we just try to do what we can to get as many shows in as possible. Now, how, how much of a factor has, uh, the restrictions with COVID-19 this year, uh, affected, you know, putting together the, the, the schedule for, for 2021? Uh, we just kind of, you know, did our, our normal thing and, uh, you know, just kind of let things play out here and the way it looks, you know, things are opening up, you know, more and more as we go. And uh, for our weekly programs, you know, we're in pretty good shape as far as, uh, you know, seating goes and they're they're working on putting some new bleachers up right now. They're not going to be ready here uh, in, in the next couple of weeks, but we hopefully soon after that. So that increased our seating, you know, to, if we have more restrictions to kind of keep people, people at a little bit of a, of a distance. So for our weekly programs, we have plenty of room and for our specials, uh, you know, we we kind of limit the seating, so we'll see how it goes here in a couple of weeks. So no problems then with the current thirty uh, percent capacity at at this point. No, we'll we'll be in pretty good shape here for for Saturday. I know, I know, I've I've been talking to a lot of people, and they've been a lot of tracks are, are hoping that those restrictions get even further relaxed, so that uh, more people uh, are able to come out. You know, a higher capacity there. Um, yeah, t- definitely. Talk- now, I, I saw that uh, you guys were actually adding more uh, seating capacity, putting more rows uh, up at the top of the bleachers. Uh, how much extra capacity are you guys working on there? And when's that going to be ready? Yeah, it's good. Well, they got, you know, with the weather, you know, this winter, we kind of got a late start. We didn't put it together till sometime in January. So they had some other obligations to, to finish up before they came. And 
Uh, they actually came this week and got a lot of the the, uh, the footers report, and uh, they put you know a lot of the, the bracing and stuff in. So it, it's pro- going to progress a little bit slow here, but once the weather breaks, you know they're they're in town. They're from Florida, so they're in town and they, they have their crew ready to go with pork chop. And uh, uh, you know we get through this weekend and they'll be back at it on on uh, Monday. And uh, I would say say within a good couple weeks, and if things go good with the weather. Maybe we could have them up by the spring nationals. We'll just have to wait and see on that. But uh, it's two sections. Um, the uh, gr- uh, grandstands, as you come in the main gates here on the right-hand side in the first turn area, be uh, seven rows of bleachers extended above the existing bleachers there. And then the uh, next section to the left of the flag stand or the fourth mm-hmm. turn side of the flag stand, we'll put another uh, seven-row section up there. So we'll probably gain around 1,100 to 1,200 more seats. Wow. Impressive. Um. Now you actually you added uh, to the the payouts for the late models and the three hundred fives uh, this year. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how that works out. Yeah, um, you know we'd like to you know progress every year and, and, and try to do something for the race teams. And uh, you know we thought it was time to you know to raise the purses in the three hundred five sprints and the, and the uh, late models. And uh, you know that with cooperation of some great uh, sponsors that we have with uh, Fremont Fence. Uh, Always coming back to be our sponsor for the 305 Sprints and the uh, Propane.com Dirt Nerds uh, podcast is our, our late model division sponsor, and uh, they've helped us out a lot. And uh, we were able to raise the purses um, in both of those divisions. And uh, we, we kind of did, you know, with the AFCS uh, 410s, you know, they have a pretty good purse going right now. So, uh, you know, we have some specials for them. So we just wanted to give back a little bit more to the other two divisions that support us every week. Excellent. Did Dwayne Hancock have any any hand in that? Because he seems to be like the sponsor master. Yeah, Dwayne does a great job <laughs> along with uh, Elliot. But uh, yeah, we'll give Dwayne the credit for that. But okay. uh, like I say, he does a great job with the AFCS, and uh, him and him and Elliot do a, a great job as as part of our Attica Oakshay Late Model Challenge series. Um, they've uh, you know partners with us on that last year, and uh, I believe they're going to do it again this year. So. That'd be kind of a nice little little bonus for the the late model teams that run at Attica and Oakshade for the the mini series that we have the three races uh, at each racetrack again for them in 2021. Now you got a lot of huge uh, shows scheduled for this year. What uh, tell us uh, some of the highlights on on the schedule? Yeah, well, uh, I would say our, you know our highlights are you know we have three strong you know weekly divisions as we've been saying, and uh, you know for weekly racing we feel that ours ranks right up there with anybody in the country and. Uh, then you add that with the uh, five visits of the uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions in for five visits uh, this year on April 2nd and 3rd with our traditional Spring Nationals. And then we come back in June for the uh, first night of the Ohio Sprint Speed Week. And then Labor Day weekend, we, we have a doubleheader with the Attic Ambush with the All-Star Sprints. And then, uh, of course, the Brad Doty Classic is our signature event there in, in July with the Word of Outlaw Sprints. And uh, we are able to add another Word of Outlaw Sprint show this year on May 21st, bringing them back for two, two visits this year. So that's a kind of a great program for our 410 sprints. And, you know, we have a three or 4,000 win uh, shows for our 305 sprints. And uh, our, our big late model event that we're having this year will be on Friday, May 7th on Stillwater uh, Meadows Night with the UMP late models paying 3,000 to win on that night. And we have two or three other ones that paid 2,000 to win for the late models. So trying to make it good for all the divisions. Man, it sounds, uh, sounds pretty impressive there. Um how, you said you had uh, what five All Star Circuit of Champions shows this year? Yeah, we have five: two in April, Speed Week in June, and then two on Labor Day weekend. And then you got the additional uh, World of Outlaw show. You know the Brad Doty Classic in in July there, and now uh, what May twenty first? What uh, 
how did the, how'd the second uh, World of Outlaws show come together? Well, we used to have one in in late May um, when we took over the racetrack for about 10 years. And then when we added the Brad Doty Classic, uh, they, they wanted to move some things around earlier in the season. So we, we lost the one in May and you know, we kept talking to them each year. And uh, the way things worked out last year um, with their schedule-wise, they, they were able to fit us in in May and, and team us up with uh, the Sharon Speedway on Saturday for a doubleheader weekend in Ohio in May. So we were able to get that one back and uh, kiss their engines, jump back on, on uh, board as they were our traditional sponsor with the early Word of Outlaw shows that we had uh, early in the seasons in years past, and they were able to jump back on that. And kind of a nice treat for that one. We're going to run our 305 sprints, paying a 1,000 win on that night. So it's a doubleheader open wheel night, a good treat for the visiting fans to see what our 305s can do. Gotcha. Uh, you mentioned the, the Attica Oakshade Late Model Challenge Series. Uh, I believe you had the, the Attica Wayne County Late Model Challenge Series as well. Is that happening this year? No, we're, we took a, a year off with the Attica Wayne County Late Model Challenge Series, and uh, we're teaming up with Christy and them over at Oakshade to do, like I say, the uh, Attica Oakshade uh, Late Model Series this year for three shows at each racetrack. And uh, we'll see how it goes, and maybe next year we'll add Wayne County back into the into the mix. Uh, now, we saw you, you announced uh, that uh, the general mission for, for adults is going up to 18 bucks. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit and, and why that had to happen? Yeah, we haven't done anything with that uh, probably for almost about 10 years. And, uh, you know, things keep going up, you know, as everybody knows. And uh, we just felt that, you know, if we did that, that uh, we'd give back to the race teams too. So it's not like we're you're raising it and keeping the money. We're, we're putting it back into our program to make it stronger. So we feel, it's, you know, it's a, a partnership with our great race fans. And uh, they understand what we're trying to do that, uh, you know, we want to, you know, make it better for everybody. And we feel that the, the good program that we put on will only get better by, you know, paying more for our other two divisions and with the three divisions on our weekly program and, you know, things just keep going up. You, you know, you got to, you know, make adjustments here and there. And it's not like we raise it every year. So, you know, like I say we've done it uh, this year. It'd be the first time in about 10 years that we did that. Okay. What's uh, is there, is there one show that you're most looking forward to this year? I know that's an unfair question. Uh, this Saturday. This Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, uh, like I say, uh, anytime you What's that, Ron? Oh, I was just wondering if there are any tracks that run two headline divisions uh, the way that actually three headline divisions the way that Attica is. Um, that, that's really an aggressive program. Yeah, uh, there, there's a few of them out there. Uh, you know, actually, Wayne County does. You know, they run sprint cars and late models, uh, most of their weekly programs. And uh, Lernerville Speedway over in Pennsylvania does, too. And I'm not sure if Port Royal does every week with late models, but uh, like I say, we're one of the few that do. But uh, like I say, we just feel that we want to give the the, the best program we can for uh, for our race fans. And uh, like I say, you know, we're, we're proud of what we've done. And, and John Bohr steps up every year, and we continue to pay the forty-seven thousand dollar point fund at the end of the year. Also, uh, you know, with our great marketing partners that we have, we're able to put all that together. And we just hope that we can keep doing that. And uh, providing a great show for the fans and providing a, a great racetrack and a great place for the, the drivers that want to come race uh, each and every Friday. Now you mentioned that uh, you, usually you guys uh, finish up pretty early in the season because you, you know, Friday nights you're going up uh, head to head with high school football, which is pretty big in, in this area of Ohio. Um, but at, looking at your schedule this year, your, your uh, season championship night last night uh, that you have is going to be Friday, September 10th. Is that a little bit later than normal? 
Well, we did that last year. We were, you know, with uh, getting such a late start with, with COVID and everything, uh, we added about five shows, I think, uh, throughout the season in August. And then we added the one uh, the weekend, uh, the Friday after uh, Labor Day weekend last year. And it went pretty well. So uh, we decided to try that this year and, and conclude our season with our strong three division, you know, Friday night season championship night on that night. And it works pretty good, works pretty good because then after that, in September, there's just specials each and every weekend. So it's kind of hard to, you know, to fit any more racing in that we feel to, to justify anything with all the specials happening the rest of September and early October. And, and uh, so we feel we can close out the season on Friday, September 10th, and hopefully get that one in and, and uh, then go to work on our off season program, uh, doing the things while it's still nice out to prepare for our early start again in the spring. So how, how happy are you to have uh, the 2020 race season over with, with all the COVID stipulations yeah hopefully you know everybody did a great job uh you know getting through that and it was a battle every week and everybody understood what we were going through as as well as other racetracks and we just tried to make the best of the situation and uh our fans did a great job cooperating you know they did everything we asked them to do and uh uh like i say you know everybody working together you know looking back you can say now that it wasn't too bad but uh, like i say we were just glad to get through that and hopefully we continue to to move forward here and uh, have everybody have a great 2021 season. Speaking of, speaking of which is uh, is there like some is mass are masks required uh, this weekend? Getting things started. What are what kind of COVID restrictions do you have in place? Yeah, we're going to stay with that uh, as as we have the signs posted that you you need a mask uh, required to enter. And you know, I say you know if you have any you know problems you know health wise with that you know uh, we understand that situation and. Uh, Again, you know, we're just asking where to kind of social distance and kind of spread out as best as they can, and uh, we'll make the best of the situation and go racing. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Season kicks off Saturday, March 20th. That's this Saturday. Construction equipment and supply night. Uh, gates open at noon, or I'm sorry, 1230, and racing at 4, so a little bit earlier start time. You, you don't anticipate any issues with, with the track drying out starting earlier, do you? Well, we'll keep an eye on tomorrow and see, you know, what things do tomorrow and, and how things start drying out. And obviously, you know, stay tuned to our, our social media and our website. And uh, if there's any changes or, or what we have to do, uh, you know, Friday, you know, Friday night into Saturday morning, be sure to keep checking them out. And uh, we'll do what we can to get it in and hopefully things will work out. But we'll, we'll, we'll make a decision, you know, again, either tomorrow night or again on Saturday morning. We'll just have to wait and see how, how things uh, shape out. You know, there's a lot of. Got a lot of rain today, so we'll just have to wait and see how it dries out. All right. Well, I think it's supposed to be sunny and windy tomorrow, and that's that's good for drying things out. So we look forward to uh, some racing on Saturday. Right. All right. Thanks, Rex. We, we appreciate the time. Know you're busy, man. We'll let you get going here. Okay, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yep. Bye. Have a good one, Rex. Rex Lejeune, again, uh, Director of Operations there at uh, Attica. Raceway Park with the uh, season opener this weekend. Another track uh, actually scheduled to race this weekend, Atomic. They have moved as well. I believe it's that was Sunday that, now. Yeah, it was going to be originally scheduled for Friday night, and that has moved now to Sunday. That's in my. It's in here. It's it's in it's on here because yeah. I think they're at Brownstown on. Saturday night, so they Saturday, couldn't push it. Yeah. So Brownstown's still happening on Saturday. It's just the Friday night's been leapfrogged over to Sunday. Yeah. Still, still got you a double header for the Lucas Oil Eight models. It's going to be yeah. starting to Brownstown instead of Atomic, and yeah, 
I know they had their test in tune. They had it live on Facebook last week. Tracks looking great. Facilities looking great down there at Atomic. So are you still headed you know, down now there? with them? I'm not sure if we're going to go now or not with them being moved to Sunday. It's kind of kind of up in the air. Got a little bit of other ex- uh, extracurricular activities I got to attend to. So uh, got to thank Mill Street Speedway. They're returning to racing action on May 9th. That's their season opener. Make sure to follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or millstreetspeedway.net. We had a, a Facebook Live last night with Aaron Fry of the Boss Series and the four, or the uh, Fast Series as well, uh, talking about the shows that are be coming up at Millstream this summer, and uh, it's pretty interesting. Some good stuff. Uh, Test and Tune's coming up in April, and I believe we're going to be doing a live show from Millstream on that, uh, I keep forgetting it is April 10th, 12th? Something like that. Whatever that, uh, go to millstreamspeedway.net. And uh, the first test in tune, I believe we're going to try and do a, uh, a Facebook Live from there, a live broadcast. First time we've been doing it. There it is, 11, April 11th, Sunday, April 11th. So, and I believe Ron and I are going to bring our cars out and test. Are you going to bring your truck, Jerry? Ooh. My truck will not be ready for that no. quite yet. Uh, my, it's oh. mine will probably not be ready until the, uh, Kiesa Memorial in June, unfortunately. And, and then, uh, the, uh, Oakshade truck race. So. Gotcha. What'd you say there, Ron? I didn't say anything. Okay. It looked like you did. Uh, got some racing. You want me to say something? I just wanted to, I wasn't sure if you were frozen or not. Oh, <laughs> uh, got some racing news here. Jessica Friesen, uh, wife of uh, Truck Series regular Stuart Friesen will attempt to make her NASCAR Camping World Truck Series debut when the series visits uh, Bristol Motor Speedway for the Pinty's Truck Race on dirt on the dirt on March 27th. Uh, should Jessica qualify for the race, it'll be the first time that a husband and wife have raced against each other for the same race team. Uh, the two have raced against against each other uh, on a regular basis, as a matter of fact, in the modifieds and sprint cars. Stewart will uh, make uh, will uh, attempt to make the uh, Cup Series race as well on Sunday over there at the Dirt of Bristol. A lot of there's so many people that are doing jumping into different rides and doing things on the Dirt at Bristol that I've almost started losing track of. Have we mentioned that one yet, or is that happening? Uh, I got right. some more. Got some more coming up here. Scott, that whole that whole Bristol that whole Bristol thing is taking on a life of its own. Um, all the classes, all the races, all the uh, outsiders coming in to the uh, to the Cup Series, the Truck Series. Uh, it's crazy. It's almost like maybe they ought to build a dirt track down there. Yeah, it's like uh, it's. <laughs> we were talking before. Well, it's it's like uh, what, what a concept that would be. It's like a Talladega. <laughs> it's the Talladega of dirt tracks. With the they always have the big one there. They've had some big crashes. Uh, in some early action. No racing today. I guess today was rained out, uh, and things ended a little early uh, last night as well. I believe Monday got rained out a little bit early. So they've been trying. They I watched. I was at work. Don't tell anybody. Uh, watching on my phone uh, most of the day yesterday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some some interesting racing going on down there. I, I saw uh, last week's guest, Ernie Woodard. He started at the back of his heat. I didn't see how he did in uh, his feature, but he brought it home in one piece. Uh, the same heat race, Daniel Sanchez, a former track champion at Lima Land Motorsports Park, he picked up a win in his heat race. Uh, he had some overheating problems in his feature, but they—I uh, saw him post today. He uh, had to get a new carburetor from uh, Willie's 
Carbon Dino. They sent overnighted everything to him. He should be all ready to go for the weekend now. So, and speak- so we're seeing how, how Daniel does. Speaking of crashes at Bristol, I was reading this morning uh, there was a wreck. I guess uh, they were getting ready for a restart, and a couple cars. And I don't know if it's the mods or sport mods or the open mods. They got like three different modified divisions, but a couple cars got hooked together on the back stretch as the rest of the field's coming around to take the green. And uh, the two cars are sitting there right in the middle of the back stretch. And I guess from what I, from what I read, it sounds like the yellow flag didn't come out until uh, the leaders had already kind of gone by the two cars that were sitting there. And then the rest of the field, you know, as the, everybody's, scattering they didn't get a clear view and they're slamming into a couple of guys went to the hospital uh one of them at least one of them had some uh broken ribs a punctured lung so well you've seen the famous video of jack hewitt talking about the flagman right possibly do tell though for for those of us who haven't well uh, making illinois i can't remember the year jack was racing sprint cars and spun out on the back stretch and the flagman Never got the flag out. And the way the story goes, I believe the light came on briefly. Then he turned it back green and Jack sat there and all he could do is sit in the tuck position and wait to get hit. And he did. And Jack came across track and he was going to bring the flagman's neck for lack of better terms. And Jack had some interesting, interesting comments to say after that. But yeah, that's the, the exact same thing happened. You know, you, the flagman made a mistake, didn't get the, the lights on quick enough or get the flag out or couldn't see the accident. You know, that, that, that's one of those deals when you got too much stuff in the infield. Yeah, I don't think that was the case I, I at, at Bristol, though. I mean, you know, that, they seem to have a pretty top-notch operation going there. I did find, found it hard that there would be an excuse to, for something like that to happen there. Yeah, because they've had camera views of everything, yeah. so I, I don't know. It, it's, yeah. Moving Definitely on. a sketchy situation. Yeah. The uh, Arley, Ollie's Bargain Outlet All-Star Circuit of Champions is no longer that. They are now the Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions. Flow Racing is the exclusive streaming partner of the All-Stars and their uh, broadcast partnership. I'm sorry. Their broadcast partnership has been extended through the year 2028. As part of that extension, Flow Racing is the title sponsor of the series for the 2021 race season. Which I All-Star guess. announcer Blake Anderson posted a video of them uh, reskinning the, the souvenir trailer today and it's going to look good. It's a lot of red, a lot of scarlet and gray on it. So if you're a Buckeye fan, you're going to love the All-Stars. Uh, NASCAR uh. NASCAR will be using <laughs> COVID-detecting dogs as part of the screening process this weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I guess uh, this has been done uh, by the NBA's uh, Miami Heat. They used uh, dogs at the end of January for screening at a game there. I don't know. I didn't wow. know. I didn't know you could teach dogs to sniff out specifically covid sniff out anything i guess what does covid smell like i don't want to know actually (laughs) i I don't know you you lose your sense of smell and taste when you have it so no one really knows what it smells there you go (laughs) um great lake super sprint series uh owner there barry marlowe he uh, sent me a message earlier this week uh, pointing out a an article did you see this Uh, he's working to put together the first ever michigan speed weeks or speed week i should say Yes, I saw that. That is very exciting. That that's something I, I think's long overdue. It's uh, looking like it's going to be happening. Sprint cars up there next year for the three sixties, uh, June 29th. That's a, a Wednesday, and it'll go through Sunday, July third, 
Uh, tracks that have uh, that he's lined up already include Hartford, Butler, Tri City, Merritt, and 996. Five five shows, five different tracks. So um, kind of cool. He's he's doing a lot of. Very cool. He said that uh, you know he's. People have been talking to him about doing a Michigan Speed Week, and you know he's been thinking, "Hey, a Michigan Speed Week would be would be cool." And then he finally decided that, "Hey, I guess if this is going to happen, I'm going to have to be the guy to do it." So he's doing it, doing that in the sprint cars on ice thing. He's a busy guy, busy guy up there. Uh, as we mentioned, Barry definitely got a, got his fingers a lot of pies. So. Yeah, uh, mentioned a little bit ago, Buckeyes bring fifty at Atomic Speedway, which was originally scheduled for. Uh, Friday night with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series has been pushed back to Sunday. Start times have been moved uh, up one hour as well. And uh, the series is at uh, Brownstown. That's on Saturday. That'll happen as originally scheduled. Um, Speaking of uh, guys doing things on the dirt that uh, they haven't done before, Dirt Late Model veteran Mike Marlar will attempt to make his NASCAR Cup Series debut during the upcoming Food City Dirt Race at Bristol Motor Speedway, again happening on March 28th. Marlar will pilot the number 66 MBM Motorsports entry as he attempts to qualify for the event. In addition, Marlar will also compete in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race uh, the day before. Uh, That's with a partnership with Hill Motorsports. They'll see him pilot the uh, number 56 entry. And uh, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit because some other things. Kyle Larson's going to run the Truck Series race. So is Ryan Newman, and then I saw just uh, today Bubba Wallace is going to be in there. Bubba Wallace, yes, sir. So too. I'm thinking that uh, there's going to be a lot of drivers that aren't going to make the the main event for the Truck Series race, Probably, and even the Cup Series race with all these people coming out of the way. The, the Cup Series well, guys the, are the, ch- the the Cup Series guys. They're all going the charters down to, are guaranteed thirty spots. Well, yeah, that's true. But you have all that's the, the only thing I don't like about it. You have all these NASCAR guys going to the the modifies, the crate late models, the uh, super late models, and now you got the, the some of these guys are trying their hand up, uh, you know, playing in their their backyard. I, I wish that they didn't have the charters where these guys are locked in because I'd love to see a lot of these late model guys and sprint car guys that are going to take a shot at it to to bump a NASCAR driver out of the field in, in a Cup race. I mean that's. That's kind of the dream, isn't it, to be able to go up there and kick those guys' butt? They're doing their own thing. So yeah, I'm not a fan of. The I'm charters. kind of hoping that the late model guys are not an embarrassment the way Bloomquist was uh, <laughs> when, when he made his one trip into the truck series. Well, well, Bobby Pierce has done really well in the the races at Eldora in the truck series. Actually, that's a name right. I haven't heard. I, I I'm surprised <laughs> that uh, I haven't heard his name. With mentioned with Bristol somehow, right? So I'm not sure that the, what the super lates I think were supposed to start today or tomorrow because they haven't raced the super lates. They just had the crate lay models so far down there. Yeah, I think they I think they were supposed to start today. Then they had like a ten thousand to win feature tomorrow, yeah. and then the big one is Saturday for fifty thousand to win. Do you know if uh, Pierce was scheduled to race? I don't know. I haven't seen an entry list for that, so I don't, I don't even know. I have not either. I'll see if I can find that right now while you're finishing up news. F- fantastic. And then Ron mentioned uh, before we came on here, uh, you want to talk about that uh, breaking news that we had, Ron, with Rusty? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, I know that Rusty Schlank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk over the breaking news. 
Yeah, the uh, Rusty said that his motor pro program um, isn't that strong, and he, he's got a couple of really great engines, but this early in the season, he couldn't lose one, and uh, watching the uh, practice a couple of, couple of days ago, he decided that it would probably be best for him not to head to Bristol um, and, and spend his time maybe heading to Illinois. I saw I saw a meme uh, this afternoon. Uh, you know how they're getting everybody to say it's Bristol Baby and Victory Lane. Uh, the meme was a picture sure. of a uh, pile of scrap metal with "It's Bristol <laughs> Baby" on top of it. With yeah. All the carnage happening. Yeah, they've definitely there. used up some stuff. Yeah. Um, Bobby, did you Pierce see any entered? of the, Scott? Did you see any of the clips of, of a couple of the wrecks? There was a number three hundred one car. That wrecked really, really hard. Probably, I, I guess didn't. he found a local race, found a local race shop down there, and uh, his car is repaired and plans on racing. I've saw some uh, pretty tore up cars. Some people have been sending me uh, pictures and videos, and yeah, there's some pretty pretty wild stuff. I mean, I kind of expected it though. It's a pretty darn fast track, so and nobody's really familiar with it. But uh, some good news for uh, Flat Rock Speedway. Uh, more good news, especially since they have they've been dormant for over a year now. No racing last year. Flat Rock Speedway uh, announcing that innovative fluids will add to the winner's purse total. I should say for each feature event of uh, weekly racing at Flat Rock Speedway for this season. The uh, company up located up there in Milan, Michigan, will post bo bonus money for each feature race winner for the weekly events. In the Outlaw Super Late Models, Street Stocks, and Figure 8s, the uh, Super Late Models will collect a $150 bonus, while the Figure 8s and Street Stocks will see a $100 bonus for their weekly events. The Street Stock B-Main winners will get a $25 bonus for each uh, event here in 2021. Uh, the bonus does not apply to special events, uh, special event features, I should say. Um, several modified drivers were, oh, I already said, we already, we already talked about the modified thing. Uh, Arizona Speedway, did you see this? Uh, Arizona Speedway is going to be ceasing operations out there. Uh, I believe it's like April. Yeah, that's kind that's of a bad deal. Good. Yeah. Apparently, mm -hmm. uh, the residents were complaining because of the noise, people that live close to them. And it's always the same argument. You live by a racetrack. Why? why I mean, how, And that's just it. That track was originally in the middle of nowhere, now houses of you know people have moved into the area and they're complaining and unfortunately they went through city hall or whatever that you know the local yeah. ordinance was and and now the the gentleman's decided to i don't think he decided i think uh he ran out of options i think he tried to fight it uh, the guy running the track and it's like i guess that you know he doesn't have any other options i guess maybe legal options but you know that's a lot of money there uh um, yeah that's but uh, it's the home of the uh, Wild West Shootout, or at least it has been for, I think, like the last right. five years or so. Uh, that race will now move to New Mexico's Vado Speedway Park coming up in January. So, um, looks like we got uh, Cap Henry joining us now, the defending Attica Raceway 410 champion. How about we bring him in before we get to our Twitter poll results and uh, this week's how many? You guys okay with that? Sure. Okay. Sure. Just wanted to make sure I had to ask permission. Cap Henry, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Pretty good. Hey, Cap. Good to hey, see you, Cap. Now, uh, you uh, had a, a, well, Lane Automotive had a, a nice uh, 
announcement, I guess, a picture of your your, your sprint car this year. Uh, Want to tell us about that? Yeah, we teamed up with um, Blake's Heart Cider this year, and um, Blake's came on board is a two-year deal, and um, they've put together a really awesome package that's going to let us travel a little bit more than we have in the past, and um, you know, just try and spread out and work on um, being out on the road a little bit more and build the notebook up and see what we can do against some different cars. So, like, uh, what it, what what in particular is on on the schedule for this year for you? Um, there's some all-star stuff out in Wisconsin, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Um, there's some bigger shows that are to be determined to see how it's going, but, um, you know, some stuff in central Pennsylvania and, you know, looking at seeing how much of Ohio speed week we can do this year and just see what we can do. All right. So that, that definitely not defending the championship at, at Attica. I think you had mentioned that when we talked to you at the end of last year. No, we will not be trying to defend the track championship this year. Okay. Uh, any World of Outlaws shows uh, on the schedule? Yeah, there's some um, There's some different ones. We've definitely got um, the Brad Doty Classic on there. Um, there's the Kings Royals on there tentatively. Um, and I think we talked about doing the Lawrenceburg show too. So um, some different stuff on there to try and see what we can do. Are you ready to go for uh, this weekend at Attica? We are actually not racing this weekend. Oh. I'm actually sitting in Zach's shop right now as they are fitting top wings to the race car. Okay, so when, when's uh, when's the first time we're going to see that new car? Um, we plan to be out next weekend trying to do the Attica and Waynesfield shows. Okay, the uh, the fast show. Yeah. Okay, you gonna take the wing off and run with the boss right. cars too? I am not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you ever run? It's gonna be fun to see a Waynesfield in the new car. That's that's going to be real good. Yeah. Um, I've run a handful of non-wing shows. Um. I did. Um, I ran the opening night of the SmackDown the one year in um, Chad Wilson's car, and then I ran a Boss show at Fremont. It actually was running up front till I ran it over somebody and flipping the car, and Stan was a little bit disappointed. But uh, you know, I was grateful for the opportunity. So uh, no Boss shows for you this year. No Boss shows this year. Okay. <laughs> Sticking for for the how far out you you said Pennsylvania Indiana how are you gonna go any further than that or are you just sticking in the Midwest? Um, we're probably just gonna stick to the Midwest. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, we tentatively talked about trying to run the Knoxville Nationals, um, but it's tentative at this point. We'll see what happens. What about Bristol? That was gonna be my my next question. If you <laughs> if you hit uh, hit it big at the Eldora for the Kings Royal, that money go a long way towards getting you to go to Knoxville. Um, I mean, it would help. Um, you know, we're being pretty realistic that, um, our half mile programs, not, it's not as good as our short track program, just because we don't have a lot of experience doing it. Um, you know, so that's what we're going to try and work on this year is getting a little bit better on those big tracks. And, um, you know, Bristol is not on the cards. Uh, we were not invited. So how could they snub you? I mean, the track yeah. champion. <laughs> It doesn't make sense to me. It's just crazy. Jerry, you need to work on that. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Jerry needs to work. I'm confused now. I see if I see if I can yeah. get him an invite down there. <laughs> uh, see if I can pull it, pull some strings. Any chance uh, that you'd be doing some racing down in Florida, maybe uh, next year, January, February? Um, I I don't know at this point. Um, it's just you know we haven't even started racing this yeah. year, so we're definitely not focusing on next year yet. Has that has that been something you've you've ever done or you're considered doing? 
I've done it in the past. Um, we did it when I had my own car. I did it 2010, 11, 12, and 13. Um, and I think that was actually 13, which would have been the last year I was down there. Um, but I ran, you know, I ran Bubba, I ran Ocala, or that's the same racetrack. I ran Volusia, ran East Bay, you know, ran all that stuff down there. Okay. You have a favorite track down there? East Bay is my favorite. It has to be the coolest racetrack in Florida. All right. So uh, is there any uh, one particular track? I know you didn't give any specifics yet, but is there one particular track that you're looking forward to uh, hitting this year? Um, I mean, honestly, the track I'm most excited to go run again is just Waynesfield here in Ohio. Um, you know, it was closed last year, and um, so we didn't get to race there, and I'm excited that we get to this year. And um, I've always enjoyed traveling, so just being out and about is going to be fun. So you're not running for any points championships or any series or any tracks or anything, just doing it for fun this year? Yeah, we're not running for any points, just um, just traveling, kind of running an outlaw schedule and seeing what we can do. Is this leading to anything for next year or is this, uh, you know? I can't, I'm not allowed to say yet. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> so we're on to something there. I think we can either confirm or deny. Hmm. Um, no, it's just we. The goal of this whole deal has been to build it slowly, and um, you know, so can't rule anything out in the future. But right now, it's not. That's not the plan. Um, but it, the goal has been to continue building this and see where it can go. Okay. Now, do you have uh, long-term plans to run with Lane? Then. Uh, my plan at this point is, is to stay in the Lane car is you know long as they'll keep me and um you know we keep running well um you know we've got a really good team um brett and patty do a really good great job zach's awesome crew chief to have um you know connor and bryce and micah everybody that works on this um you know it's it's a really good group to be around and um you know they're really supportive of me and um tess and you know everybody that's involved in this so i plan on staying here for a while all right. Have you watched any of the uh, the racing going on at Bristol this week? I have not. I have not. All right. Well, I won't ask your opinion of it. <laughs> at least not yet. Um, I know there's one sponsor that's going to be upset if you don't mention his name. So uh, go ahead and throw out all your sponsors there. Um, you know, we've got a great group on this. Um, Blake's Hard Cider, obviously Big D's Pizza. There you J &J, go. Kistler Racing Engines, um, you know, Pro Shocks, Linders, um, we got Top Line Titanium came on board this year. Simpson, FK Rod Ends. Um, you know, it's just a really great group of guys. Um, Titan Top Wings came on. Obviously, the guys are fitting them to the car right now. And, um, you know, it's a great group of people that really help us achieve everything we get to go do. Excellent. Well, we wish you luck uh, in this upcoming season, you know, wherever it takes you. And definitely looking forward to what's going to be happening in 2022 for you. Uh, before we let you go, though, we're going to – Ask that you stick around to play how many with us, since uh, okay. Big D's is a sponsor of that. We give away a Big okay. D's pizza every week. Uh, we do how many? Uh, first, uh, we got to cover last week's how many, which uh, was how many views of this episode or of last week's episode, I should say, would we have on YouTube by eight o'clock on Monday night? It was not very impressive, and uh, I think Jerry was our show winner. He picked thirty-seven. The actual number was sixteen. It's weird because the show before had like 300 views. But, yeah. Uh, our online winner was actually Dean Henry, as a matter of fact. He picked 45, but since he doesn't <laughs> count and he can have a Big D's pizza whenever he wants, Robin Johnson uh, is our winner. 
of uh, how many this week. She picked, Yay, Robin. She picked 54, which was the lowest out of those guesses. So this week's how many uh, and a chance to win a Big D's pizza is uh, how many sprints are going to be at Attica on Saturday night. This includes the 410s and 305s combined. How many total sprint cars are we going to have there on Saturday night at Attica Raceway Park? So, Cap, we're going to let you guess first. I'm going to go 62. 62 total. You want to break that down between 410s and 305s? What's the breakdown there? Nope. No. No. Nope. 62. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Jerry, you won, so uh, you go next. 57. Okay. What do you got, Ron? 71. I'm optimistic. I'm going to go with 56 then. I'm going to play the low card there. And, uh, again, you can play online. It looks like uh, people are already guessing. Just leave the comments in our Facebook Live. You have until, we'll say, we'll say Friday night at midnight. So if you're listening to us on uh, iHeart or Google Podcasts or whatever, you can still get your guess in there. And if uh, you guess the same as somebody else, we'll spin the Big D's pizza wheel and determine that winner. Cap, well, we appreciate the time, and uh, good luck. Keep us updated on what's going on. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. Thanks. Take care, Cap. Don't don't forget, before you go, uh, he left. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was <laughs> going to remind him that he, he's got to win this next race. Wow. I'll tell him. I'll shoot him a message. Let him know. Um, yeah, it looks like we got quite a few guesses coming in for how many. It could be zero. Yeah, there's some other – there's there's some optimistic people there, too. Yeah. I'm thinking the weather's going to be all right. I don't know how much don't rain they talk, got out there. Don't but. be talking that. Don't be talking that zero thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just saying it'll be dry and windy tomorrow. It's going to dry out. We'll be. They'll I be all right. It, I think they got pork right. chop, pork chop yep. on the crew on the on the task. They'll have it ready to go. Speaking of which, I have not been able to get a hold of uh, Ryan Weekman, so I don't know if we we need a new uh-huh. uh, forecaster for our weekend weather pit stops. Now, I have to reach out to Norm see if we can get him back into the meteorologist gig. Norm Van Ness. I don't know. Oh, I like having Ryan because he's got his Christmas album picture that we use. <laughs> this is true. I don't think I have that anymore. Uh, I'll have to find that. Yep, nope, but he's not there. So, anyways, uh, thanks to Big D's Pizza over there in Clyde. Give him a call, 419-547-1444. Check out the Big Nut Double Decker Burger. Uh, and uh, as Yum. of la- last week, I- I'm not sure if he's hired his delivery drivers or, or not, but uh, he was hiring delivery drivers if you want to apply go and uh, uh, stop in the store to apply for that. Yes, Norm Van Ness, Norm Shannon Van Ness. I think Thomas actually tagged him on Facebook. I got gotcha. so But it shows up in our comments. As- I got gotcha. you. It makes sense. Um, let's check out our Twitter. Organic. Po- organic. Twitter poll results uh, <laughs> that we put up earlier today. Oh, look, I see us on Twitter. I forgot we're live on Twitter. <laughs> um, Yay. Our Twitter poll for uh, today was, yeah, here we go. Uh, what are you most looking forward to this year at Attica Raceway Park? And uh, here, we'll bring it up on the screen. The uh, choices were the Brad Doty Classic slash World of Outlaws, uh, Attica Fremont Championship Series, the All-Star Circuit of Champions, or the Late Models. And I was surprised. The Late Models actually got 10.8% of the vote there, Ron. Late models put on a whale of a show at Attica. That's yeah. All stars. Uh, cool. I was surprised with the Attica Fremont Championship Series getting such a, a low vote there, but uh, I guess uh, they're they 
They're, they have some press release coming out either later tonight or tomorrow. And I couldn't get any scoop as to what that is. So hmm. keep an eye on their, their uh, Twitter there. And, of course, the World of Outlaws, Brad Odie Classic. Uh, everybody's looking forward to that. 59% of the vote. So make sure to follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report uh, and take part in next week's Twitter poll. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll tell you about the races this weekend. First, we got to talk about Ron Miller Race Cars, Lamberville, Michigan's best and only race car place, I guess. I don't I don't race shop. Which, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. Give them a call, 734-856-7223. Race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, everything racer needs. Uh, the safety equipment's been a, a big thing we've been talking about this year. And uh, and and I I got my safety equipment from her. I got some new belts this year and uh, uh, Hans device. So not sure how that's going to I work will be out. getting a hold of Ron soon because I'm my, all mine need, needs replaced as well. So. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, don't leave Have your... Have you played around with your Hans device at all, Scott? I, I did a little bit. I, I left it out in my garage, and I went to slide it over my uh, shoulders, and the two little metal pieces that connect to the uh, helmet are very cold when they touch your neck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so that okay. <laughs> put the kibosh on that. I got to bring it inside and get that connected to my helmet. But uh, anyway, moving on. Yeah, just imagine that thing next January. Yeah, I don't want to do make that. sure you don't leave it sitting out um, in the sun on, on the roof oh, of your yeah. car either, yeah. because then it's going to be really hot when it touches <laughs> your neck. Thank you for that. That's a, that's a good point. Um, coming up this weekend, as we mentioned, Attica Raceway Park, construction equipment and supply night, 410s, late models, 305s, gates open at 1230, racing starting at 4 p.m., so make sure you, uh, you don't show up there at regular race time in the evening. Get there early. Uh, general admission also don't forget that is uh, has been raised a little bit up to eighteen dollars for the adult general admission. Uh, more details on their website atticaracewaypark.com. Uh, and also, because this race season is starting this weekend in Northwest Ohio, Waynesfield Raceway Park next Saturday is going to kick off with a uh, boss show, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, three thousand to win, and uh, fast sprint series winged sprint so you got the non-winged and wing sprints and uh we just uh, spoke to cap see him out there and he's, he better be expected to win since he, he was on the he's show. very tough to beat at waynesfield with the wing on so looking forward to seeing the cap in action at waynesfield raceway park um, see you have somebody offering to take care of your equipment for you there in our chat so whoa whoa your crew chief will handle your equipment <laughs> And we're going to move on with that. The no support classes at Waynesfield. So uh, it'll just be the uh, just sprints. And we I wanted, we talked to Aaron Fry last night. That was uh, mostly because the early season shows, you uh, want to get that uh, over with quickly. You don't want to. It gets yeah, cold. It gets a little bit cool in the yeah. evening. Yeah. Weather looks Waynesfield, good, though. That, for, that wind sweeps in pretty good. Weather looks good for this weekend, assuming that the uh, track dries out for Attica tomorrow. Uh, it's sunny and I think 55 for, for, uh, Saturday there. So it should be good. I think Saturday is going to be fine. I think so too. I think so too. I think we're in great shape. Thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kemmer and our field correspondents, Matt Swander, Doug doc next week on the show. I didn't update that part. Did I, um, next week on the show, Uh-oh. Rick Eshelman 
<laughs> will uh, be joining us. Former voice of Toledo Speedway, Mill Street Speedway, Oakshade Raceway, Eldora, voice of the World of Outlaw, um, late models series. And as we mentioned, he always he always has jokes, at least in the tower. I'm not sure if he'll <laughs> he'll probably share the the cleaner ones with us on, on the show, but uh, yeah. yeah. He was, he was make sure to call him Mr. Microphone, Mr. Microphone. Yes. And I used to work with him at, at Millstream years ago. From From you. Didn't he succeeded Larry Jewett, didn't he? Yes. All right. This is radio for two. Now we'll move on (laughs) time for the hammer down hotline before we uh, call it a show. And if you want to, Call in, be on the show for absolutely no reason at all. Call this number, 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. And uh, this was the call we got uh, this uh, past week. Uh, And I think it's for you, Ron. So listen close. Hi. Hi, this this message is for Ron Miller. Hi. Hey, Ron. You want my trailer game, goddammit? On. Yeah, that was it. I have no idea what that was about. <laughs> no clue. Do you know who that was, Ron? Do you have any idea what that was about? No, I don't. Okay. We do ask. Play it. Can you play it again? Yeah, yeah, we can do it again. But we do ask if you call this number, 419-318-3081. Uh, have a decent phone connection. Don't have an internet connection like Ron's. <laughs> have a decent phone connection so it doesn't sound like this. That's it. So it doesn't sound like this. Hi. Hi, this, me- this message is for Ron Miller. Hi, hey, Ron, you want my trailer again, goddammit? Yeah, I, I don't, you got something? I don't know. Well, maybe. I don't know. Even the Google uh, Translate, the, the tried, you know, <laughs> it had no idea what that guy was saying. <laughs> so there you go. That's our Hammer Down Hotline for this week. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsors, Oakshade Raceway, our presenting sponsor, Oakshade Raceway. And uh, I meant to, to mention this earlier. Uh, when I spoke to Chrissy last night from Oakshade Raceway, she was uh, asking about doing some live, some Facebook Lives because we didn't have a awards banquet, and usually that's when they announce a lot of things to, to the drivers, etc. And so we didn't have that this year. Pick up sponsors. I also pick up sponsors that way too. Um, so, and then she's seen the Millstream one, uh, Sandusky does one. So I'm like, you feeling peer pressure to do it? So I'm going to help her out. And I think we're, we'll get some, uh, Oakshade, uh, Raceway, um, Facebook lives with Chrissy here. She's not a big fan of being in front of the camera and doing the Facebook live stuff. I don't think, but, uh, it, I guess she does fine. She does. She does a good job. Yeah. It's, it's part of the gig and, you know, a lot of people are interested in, in what's going on and. Uh, there was uh, some rule updates, I guess, and you can check out the, those on oakshaderaceway.com. I did put there were some little tweaks to the rules, uh, nothing big, just some clarifications, I believe, more or less. But uh, keep an Scott, eye out. I've been getting a bunch of questions. I've been getting a bunch of questions about if I think they're going to do an open practice before opening night. A um, lot of interest in that. I. I why does that always seem I, I to come up? I hope they can pull it off this year. It doesn't happen very often. No, but there's a lot of interest in it. 
Well, there, well, of course, there's always interest. I'd be interested in it. I just, I'm, I, I'm a realist, though. I well, know, yeah, you should be. I'm a realist, though. I ex- <laughs> now you know what to expect because uh, you're, you're usually, moving up a class. Usually, what I am, I didn't realize what? that. I'm so confused. And usually, the weather doesn't cooperate. That's usually the biggest problem because you usually get the April right. showers. But uh, and hopefully that'll work out with uh, Millstream that we won't get rained out. Last I heard, the track was actually in fairly decent condition down there. Uh, Scott said at mm-hmm. Millstream that there's some parts of the track that are just totally dry and some parts that are still a little muddy from where the snow had melted. So I think as of right now, as of before the rain today, he was in good condition. I, I don't know how much rain they got down there in Finley, but uh, a couple testing tunes in April coming up uh, at Millstream. So I plan to take the car down there to shake it out for, for Oakshade and Millstream for that matter. Uh, also want to thank Real Geese Silhouette Decoys. You clapped. What's up? Just wanted to give a shout out to not only you, but Chrissy and Pam and everybody at Oakshade Raceway for the hospitality they showed me in the 2020 season, allowing me to come up here. Wait, 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 wait. I forgot. Uh, I forgot about this. uh, Hold on. Hold on. We got to do this right. (laughs) There you go. That's what I was saying. Thank, Thank you to Scott. Ron, everybody that that you know allowed me to come up and have fun last year at Oakshades with Limeland being closed, I had I had nowhere to go racing. Um, it, it was a thrill to be up there. I've had a lot of history with Oakshade with my my dad, and my grandpa racing up there in the '80s. Unfortunately, 2021, I won't be able to to be up there very often. I have accepted position as the voice of Shady Bull Speedway in DeGraff, Ohio, for the asphalt track on Saturday nights. Uh, looking forward to going up there and having some fun. If you're not you know, for some reason, it rains up north and it doesn't rain for us. Come down to the graph, check us out. Opening night is uh, April 10th. Uh, all the schedule, all the information on Shady Bowl can be found at shadybowl.rocks. Uh, but with that said, I, I'm really going to miss being up at Oakshade in 2021. Well, you know, should the opposite happen where it rains down at Shady Bowl, we expect to see you up at Oakshade. It doesn't rain in northwest. Absolutely. Ohio. All right. Absolutely. Um, I think that was it. Yeah, I think we're about done. That's think think all I got. Yeah. Well, congratulations Ron, on you that. you got anything? Yeah. Ron's going to have new no, internet I... by next week. Yep. And Thomas Cole, I'm not switching sides. I'm still at Lima Land on Fridays. I still love my dirt track racing. But I'll tell you what, this is the opportunity to have a lifetime. It's their 75th anniversary at Shady Bowl. I think it's going to be a good time. Maybe I can open a few eyes to those guys down there, maybe to get them to, to come over and play in the dirt with us sometime. Or just yeah. have them change the track to dirt. Maybe. There's a thought. You probably don't want to rock that boat we'll just starting off. Well, they, they did it at Bristol. Why can't we do it at Shady Boy? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're back next week, 7 o'clock, Thursday night, right here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and then uh, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to us, Spotify, whatever. Uh, Rick Eshelman will be our guest, the voice of the World of Outlaws and voice of many other tracks he's been around. So uh, look forward to that, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. We out. Night, everybody. Have fun. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report. Or the racetrack near you this week. Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. (laughs) 
Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.